I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Are you ready? What's going on here? Resistance. Is futile. This indeed you are is Fan Effect. Welcome to another episode of the Fan Effect Podcast, brought to you by our friends at the Megaplex Theaters, Utah's premier entertainment experience. And I'm so excited to be sharing our deep dive review into one of these new magical Disney experiences coming to the big screens near you this Thanksgiving. Encanto is the latest Disney animated gem, and I'm putting it out there right at the start of this podcast. Um, (laughs) It's just an amazing, warm, funny, family-friendly musical, and I I just loved it. Um, And joining me today is one of people I love as well. It's one of our favorite guests here. Uh, We have Natalie Molinay from the Pop Knowledge blog, (laughs) and she used to work with us, so I'm so excited to have her here. Um, And are you excited to be joining joining us today? Oh my gosh, it's been like two years since I've been back here. Mm -hmm. I always thought I'd come back, but then COVID happened, and so... Yeah, we we got her in studio. (laughs) I know, it's so exciting. And I'm so glad, too, because she was able to join me for the screening last week, and um, I'm excited for her inside as as a mother, um, as a a mother of two little youngins. Um, She can really talk about family in this. It is Disney, so we're, we're just going to nerd out here. And I wish Andy was with us, but he wasn't able to join today, so it's just going to be us two. I'll just go ahead and start, and we'll talk about the synopsis of the film, and we'll jump in. Um, so this first segment is going to be spoiler-free, and my rule for spoiler-free is if it's in the trailers, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all seen it. Right, right, because it's Disney. We're all excited for yeah. this. So many teenagers can feel a little out of place as they figure themselves out out in this world and like how they fit into it. But for 15-year-old Maribel, it's a little more complicated <laughs> uh, as she's the only member of her family without magical powers. The family Madrigal, which is also an awesome song in the film, <laughs> is an extraordinary family with extraordinary powers living in an extraordinary house <laughs> nestled into the mountains of Colombia. But when Maribel discovers that the magic that infuses their casita is in danger, she is the only one willing to take on the challenge of figuring out what is going on. On her journey that doesn't even take place far beyond her doorstep, she learns more about her family members, the encanto that blesses them in their village, and importantly, she learns a lot more about herself. Um, Like I said, straight from the start, ooh, I loved this one. It was so good. I thought I was going into like a B-list Disney movie, Mm -hmm. like a... Not to down even, like yeah. Monsters Inc. University, like movies like that. That's just kind of there. Like it has a good message, but it's like mm-hmm. Disney just needed to like you know put out another movie where right? this one actually has 
it made me misty at it at some points because you can relate to so many things within that movie and it mm-hmm. is so touching. I loved this movie. Same with me. I kind of went in, I went in excited for it, but that's because I'd researched it a little bit more. But I think there's something about this, this COVID reality and the 24-hour news cycle and just how miserable everything is right now yeah. <laughs> I, um I, I think a lot of people are going into to different entertainment a little bit more critical than <laughs> than than they normally would but i i just loved it um so in canto it comes out november 24th uh so right before thanksgiving mm-hmm. um it's an hour and 39 minutes so average length and it's pg for some thematic elements and mild peril uh, so it's kind of the standard Disney family there. Um, and it is computer animated, yep. beautifully vibrant. Very beautiful. I would compare it to Coco very much. Mm-hmm. Very colorful, very Latin. It's very beautiful. Well, and that's the thing. So Coco was a lot more um, Mexican, Latina, yeah. uh, Latin, Latin, what do you say, Latinx um, culture. And this one is Colombia, yeah. um, which was super interesting to me because I don't know as much about the culture of Colombia as I, as I do Mexico mm-hmm. since I lived a lot of my life in Southern California. So it was really interesting to to see those elements infused throughout the film and it actually sent me on a tangent afterwards to go look at the history and symbolism of the different animals and and stuff that we see within the film so that was really really cool to me wonderful Mm -hmm. so i liked i would give it an a um i'd say go see it in the theaters because you want to see that big beautiful broad color up there on the screen i'd seen it early too because it's just magical and wonderful uh that's me as someone who you know i'm just the aunt i don't have kids of my own um as a mother do you did you like the film and would where would would you be willing to take your little tinies to go see it in the big theater oh definitely this is actually a movie that we're planning on taking our three-year-old to this will be her first in theater movie oh exciting so i as i was watching it i was making sure like is this something she can sit through is it something that she's not she couldn't sit through disney on ice so Mm -hmm. i have to make sure she can sit through this kind of film but she loved coco she loved the music and it's because of the colors and everything and the fast pace of that movie that really kept her engaged um and that's one thing i think as parents as you go into this your kids will get attracted to is the colors Mm -hmm. the speed the music's all super catchy, mm-hmm. um, and you as a parent are going to you know, be better at understanding the symbolism within the movie, understanding the messages. Um, it's a great all, great all-around family film. I can't. I really can't wait to take uh, my little girl to go see it here in a few weeks. Well, that's one thing wonderful about uh, going to films like this is when you're younger, you, you kind of just enjoying the story and the ride of it. But as you get older, it, you, it deepens the meaning of it, which this film has a lot of just wonderful meaning to it. Um, even as they created it, they wanted to make sure it was really respectful of the Colombian and uh, Latina culture. Um, and so they had like an actual cultural crew uh, that and they were able to actually travel down to Colombia. They they really worked on it to make sure it represented the variety of people in Colombia, of, of the culture, and a real strong roots into the family, which is so very important there, um, particularly as it is embedded in a lot of Catholic roots. Um, and so family is super, super important. They all live in the same household. They're, they're extended family. So you have the you've, – you've seen the trailers, so you can see that it, it's uh, the grandma um, in their magical household, and she has her, her kids that are there, and they have all these different magical powers. Um, we've seen 
some of them in the trailers. There's there's the mother who heals. There's the aunt whose mood controls the weather. The sisters who are very strong. The sister that's perfect and has flowers. And, this, and then Maribel. And the aunt that can uh, superhear everything. Yeah. Oh, the cousin. Yeah. yeah. She was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and the performances were, were just beautiful. And the, the family was just so vibrant. And, you know, it's a real family. It's not... Um, happy at all times, you know? <laughs> it's not. And what I loved about this movie, too, is that, you know, unlike a lot of movies where they, there's there's conflict in it, mm-hmm. Maribel has uh, two parents who are very supportive of her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't... We'll talk more about this yeah. later, but that, you know, she still has a strong family support around her, even though she's different from the rest of her family. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I also did like about this movie, is that she wasn't alone, necessarily. Mm-hmm. She just knew she was different. Right. And she... I liked it, too. I think it's going to really speak to a lot of teenagers and people who feel a, a little bit of outsiders out there because they're grappling with feeling that wonderful love for the family, but also feeling a little bit outside at the same time. And she doesn't let that kind of stop and slam the door or anything like that between her and her family. But she continues to to try to press forward and to, to face um, the journey that she's on and to learn more about her family, uh, which is important, too, because a lot of the family are just kind of happy and set in their ways because they feel gifted. And um, and uh, sometimes it takes someone who who's a little bit outside to see the shakiness of, of a foundation, um, sometimes literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll see <laughs> as we talk further. So but it really is beautiful. It has this very strong family message to it. Uh, I really think someone that a message that's going to be great. Like I, I almost wish it was coming out the week before Thanksgiving, even though I know that's a big week. Yeah, because <laughs> I want people to see it before their Thanksgiving dinners to to be able to um, gain this message of family togetherness, no matter your differences or, or anything like that. Yeah, like, there's we'll talk more. There's mm-hmm. sorry. There's like always a, a little bit of uh, a part of me that wishes it was going to be released on Disney Plus. So mm-hmm. more families could see it before the Thanksgiving holiday, because mm-hmm. um, with COVID happening, with a lot of conflict happening within families right now with mm-hmm. vaccinations and with politics and all that other stuff it's definitely a movie that family should see and multiple parts of the generation like the the, the storyline of the grandmother would be great for grandparents to be able to hear for parents to be able to hear yeah. as well as the younger generation so that is something that that is a point there and like we understand why disney's releasing it in the theaters and it's is it the first big animated one because both luca and Rhea came out on disney plus yeah so this will be the first and yeah, animation yeah, yeah animated filming yeah, yeah. Only in theaters. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I think the, the last big animated one in theaters was like Frozen 2 or something. So It was because then yeah. they immediately put it on Disney Plus like ah. two weeks later. I remember that. I, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think this film had a lot. It was very much in the vein of, of Frozen, kind of that family dynamic in it and that, that creativity and the exploration of the different culture. Of course, two very different cultures. Yeah. Disney, <laughs> Disney and Pixar do a marvelous job, honestly, with this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not surprised that they nailed it again. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there any drawbacks you, you might see um, non-spoiler wise that, that might make it a little bit more difficult for, for people to see it or to understand the the magic of it no the only gripe i had with it like i said kids will like it because it's fast moving and things like that but i think as an adult there were some parts of it it jumped really fast to like Mm -hmm. all these different parts and it was very convenient but Mm -hmm. it's a disney movie so i can't complain you gotta accept the reality that's that's (laughs) true sometimes you have to do that to get to the story happily ever after (laughs) well speaking of of the speed of it 
I love, love, love Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I was so excited when I saw it with him. I was like, okay, music's already going to be good. Well, and it was his story. He he started pitching the idea in 2016 when they were working on Moana, and it slowly built its team oh, up awesome. throughout it. Yeah, so he actually was the, like the original story creator of it. But it's his music in there, and he's kind of, he's written six. Um, unique new songs for this film. And what's really wonderful about that is if anyone knows Lin-Manuel Miranda, so, you know, Hamilton, uh, In the Heights, um, any of those type of beautiful, beautiful shows that I just love, it's very, very fast. (laughs) It is. You have to explain a lot. There's a lot. It has a Latina feel to it, but there's a lot of hip-hop influence inside it. hip-hop. There's even, there's a tango in there. It is Awesome. So that's one thing you got to kind of prepare your ears for is that faster dialogue. Yeah. Um, or just enjoy the, the visuals if that's something really hard for you. I didn't have a problem with it because I loved it. And oh, my gosh, the way the way they do the musical scenes, like stunning, unique, wonderful. You oh, know, yeah. he also did a lot of the, the music on Moana, uh, of course. So you can kind of imagine some of that. It's spectacularness. very – it's a lot different. It's more like a dream sequence, I feel like, <laughs> in uh, – Encanto versus Moana. Or Moana's like, it kind of fit, except for, I guess, the You're Welcome song. You're welcome, yeah. He <laughs> says that like a- song. <laughs> like, it's very much, they, it goes off into, like, a different universe every time they sing a song. Which, which I loved. Well, you also, yeah. you look at the roots of um, I Can't Wait to Be King was kind of like that, too. That's true, yeah. Um, a little bit more music video-y, which I love how stories have progressed in the Disney universe, that it's gone from kind of these straightforward Snow White's the original one, uh, a little yeah. bit slower, a little bit more traditional to like these amazing, vibrant, um, more modern ones and even modern jokes. And, and it's just fantastic. And it's meant for the older as well as the younger without being offensive or anything like that. So I, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. So I think that's kind of the only drawback I would have um, is, you know, be ready to experience faster music. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so mad because the, the – um, Soundtrack doesn't come out until the day it opens. So, like, I literally, I was in the parking lot wanting to go listen again, and of course I couldn't. <laughs> it's very catchy music. I I bet your kids that will have watched this movie, it'll be another Frozen song. Yep. You'll listen to these songs for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. They're, but I think you'll get into them, too, in the car, because they definitely have a more modern feel, so it's not, mm-hmm. it's not it is musical but it's something, if you're not into that genre, you'll be able to get into. Definitely. It's yeah. that blend between Frozen and, and Hamilton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we really enjoyed it. Um, love the music, love the characters. The performances were, were just amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I was looking through IMDb, and a lot of them, I think basically all of them, um, Books up Alan, uh, Tud, how do you say his last name? Tudic. Tudic. Of course, has a voice in Animal or too. I know. He has to. He's like, he's Disney's never, like new pet. He's, every, he's everything. Everything. Which I'm grateful for because it's Alan. He's Tudic. wonderful. Right? <laughs> Did you know Vanex, he actually brings like a bunch of junk and just signs it and gives it to people? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like he just fantastic. gets coffee mugs and like plastic cups. And... See, he's one I would love to talk to. So. Yeah. He's wonderful. <laughs> but like all the rest of them, like um, even the, the lead, the grandmother in it, she's actually a Colombian actress. She's known for television down there. Um, she didn't do her singing voice. Her singing voice was actually uh, Olga Meredes, who is the mother on um, the grandmother in In the Heights. So, like, I oh. immediately, I'm like, that's her voice. Um, <laughs> but, like, you're going to recognize people. John, uh, I can never say his last name. Lega, Lega, Leguzim. <laughs> I'm just going to let so you try bad. to pronounce that. We literally, in my household, we love him. We love Moulin Rouge. He was he he was in last season's of Mandalorian. Um, John... <laughs> 
Now I'm like, like John Legu Lego Legolas. We just kind of fade Leguizamo. off. We're too white. <laughs> well, I'm so white. That's what I'm all. I love the culture. Uh, I spent good part of my life in Southern California and in Canada and places that were just surrounded by all these different diversity. You're so lucky. Oh, it was so wonderful. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So, but he's in it. And he's the he's the uncle, and it's amazing. Um, and I was surprised. Like the the lead in it, Maribel. Um, who is that actress? She's the one in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, she's the uh, tough cop that never smiles. Well, she's so not so good. You just do not expect Stephanie it, Dietrich, to be yeah. right? And oh, Maribel's just an adorable character. All right, let's go ahead and because you can see we're just dying to go deeper into this film. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and when we come back. We're gonna go a little bit more into the production of it, um, and then our favorite part. We're gonna go into the symbolism and messaging of it. Oh my which gosh, I'm so excited about. I can't wait. I, I gushed my sister when I came home, and she's like, I haven't seen this. I so know. you I, have. I told this to my parents, so we're good. <laughs> A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're talking Disney's Encanto. And now that we're out of the spoiler-free segment, so pause if you um, if you want to go to it with no yes, no knowledge except for what we just told you, <laughs> which is that it's amazing. Go see it. Yeah. Um, then we'll go ahead and, and move on to now. I don't even know where to start. It's. I mean, I think we can start with like a quick synopsis. So as we talked about, the whole the family all has a gift. Mm-hmm. Oh we yeah, that's le- great. That's great. Yeah. So we learn that. The grandmother obtained these, obtained this miracle, as she calls it, mm-hmm. um, after her husband died. Yeah, um, in a tragic way, escaping like guerrilla warfare, having to flee their their home with three very tiny, tiny triplets in yeah. one arm. Which <laughs> yeah, so she came across a candle, and that candle blessed her and gave her the um, magical. Um, the house, the, the house, the casita. Was, mm-hmm. the casita. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to think of the Spanish word for it. Uh-huh. Um, let's get into the symbolism, I guess, on that. How even, like, even the fact that it's a candle, it's a light in the darkness. It might be small, but it's powerful. I got, I got chills already. <laughs> <laughs> I can see them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might be small, but it's powerful. And how something tragic, as the father passes away, the grandfather passes away, um, and can lead to this whole generation and even this whole town. Like, it, it was beautiful. He, This one sacrifice mm-hmm. brought out a whole family living in this beautiful house, and they mm-hmm. all have these miracle gifts, and that's something I feel like got a little overshadowed, but people should not forget mm-hmm. that part. And they keep the candle in view of everything. So mm-hmm. as soon as you approach the house, you can see the candle in the mm-hmm. back and it never shrinks. It stays light all the time mm-hmm. and it only stays light if the family 
is all together. Yeah, because at one point you have the magic starting to, to fade in there. Yeah. Um, I love that as well. So, like, you, you see the candle from, from the courtyard, which is a lot of the family, which, man, I want a courtyard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and me being the Disney nerd that I am, of course, it reminded me of Walt's lamp light on Main Street Disneyland. Every time Aww. you go there, his candle is up there and you're remembering him. So I'm like, Grandpa Pedro is like Walt, <laughs> blessing the place with magic and, and things like that. But what's really cool is so as each of the uh, the triplets came of age, they gained a magic power. Yes. And what was interesting with that is so it's at the age of eight is what I was guessing. It didn't really say, but it yeah. felt like around eight years old. This magic door appears, and they're able to go and open this door, and um, and like they gain some sort of magical gift with it. And it wasn't like the ordinary gifts you see. In, it's not like a super. Well, yeah. I guess some of them kind of are superpowers you'd see from a superhero, but they're they're gifts that can bless other people. Right? That's the that's the miracle of the gifts, as the mm-hmm. grandmother calls it, is that we have these miracles. We need to share them with other people, and not just other people within the family, but a whole yeah. community is developed uh, around it and blessed by those gifts, and is yeah. there to support them and things like that. And I loved it too. So, so um, you have the triplets, the the original. You have the mother Julieta, who is Maribel's mother, and she's able to heal with food. Wonderful symbolism there, nurturing, yep. kind, caring. Um, makes me want to learn how to cook some of the Colombian uh, food they have. <laughs> Even though it was animated, it looked delicious. I know, right? <laughs> I had to go look up some of it. Um, I have it on my list here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you have like uh, the sister, uh, Peppa, who uh, her mood is the weather. <laughs> I, that was a lot of fun to have. I love that. Like on her wedding day, it does. We'll talk about that later, yeah, too, yeah. but, like, it goes from sunny to rainy. Mm-hmm. And Can you imagine having that power, though? That'd drive me nuts. Everyone would know how you're feeling Oh, I'd time. hate that. I'd hate that. I already feel like I'm <laughs> such an open book. <laughs> <laughs> there are rain clouds in this room. Like, oh, no, we're going to ruin the – we're going to ruin everything. Um, and then, you know, their brother Bruno, who sees the future – which is a positive and a negative because people treat him a little bit differently because of that. So much yeah. he actually left the family because um, – they would blame him for the bad instead of um, em- embracing that that is what he's seeing, that's the reality type of thing. So he he felt horrible and left the family. Sort of left. Yeah, sort of left. He went <laughs> he went behind the walls. Yes, but wanted to be around the family because he loved his family. But he <laughs> knew the only he wanted his family to be happy, and he felt the only way that he could make them happy is if he wasn't in their lives. Right, and that's what's so sad. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful! Like his the little den he primarily stayed in was um, like in the kitchen area behind the kitchen area, and they have this beautiful family tree artistry there. And he's literally looking through the crack in the family tree onto the the dinner table. So yeah. he's watching his family through that that artwork, and I'm like. Oh, Oh, that symbolism heart. right there. My heart. <laughs> but it already all ends good. All ends good. Mm-hmm. But just so we can talk a little bit about their superpowers. Mm-hmm. And then, or I don't want to call superpowers, but I, they're, they're gifts. gifts. They're, they're miracles, yeah. as Grandma calls them, as and, Alma calls them. And then we have the, we have one more aunt, don't we? We have the uh-huh. storm aunt. We have the, the mom. We have the mom. The Oh, and then we have Felix. That's mm-hmm. right. And he's he's married to Peppa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's really fun is when they when they put this out, they really wanted to show the variety of, of people and skin tone within the Colombian oh, culture. Yeah. So I loved how even the family was was very diverse. Felix has darker skin um, than his wife and, and such. So you have this very wide variety of, of uh, people within the family even. And uh, Felix and Peppa, they have their own children. Dolores, the oldest girl. 
who is super, super hearing, which how, is funny. How, like, how does she not? I love that she even admits that she's heard Bruno the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And like the last song, she's like, oh, I heard him the whole time. <laughs> At and least they didn't leave that as a plot hole. But anyway. <laughs> and like, what's great is they're all kind of funny. Like, they all have their own little personalities. But she was just wonderful because she was a little bit of a gossiper. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of eavesdropper. Yeah. Uh, Camillo's her younger brother who is a shapeshifter. He he changes into all sorts of different people in the village and things like that. So that's kind of fun. Um, and actually the – like the – not the inciting incident. Maybe it would be the inciting incident. Yeah. In the story is the youngest one, um, a- Anthony, Antonia. Yeah. He turns eight and is getting his magical power, um, which is terrifying a bit for Mirabelle and the family because Mirabelle didn't – get her power she didn't get a power when she came of age and he's the next one he he's the after maribel he gets mm-hmm. it so the whole family is like on edge like he's not gonna get it oh and you can tell power. even though he's like eight he felt that um pressure on yeah. him and you and you can see like what a healing moment there's one point in it where um he he's waiting to go up to to open his door and he's so nervous and mirabelle who is his cousin he just loves so much they're still in the nursery together which is ridiculous in my opinion (laughs) that she didn't get her own room um (laughs) but like he he just he's like i need you and reaches her hand his hand out to have her walk down um like the the hallway for with him to go to his door and how beautiful is that like and how she's even sitting like in the shadows during this whole scene. Like, like the she, whole the family that has in the city that has mm-hmm. like the gift are mm-hmm. all there and but Mary Bell is in the background because that's where she feels like that's she where is. She feels like she is. And yeah. like she's kinda of put herself there too in some level, which oh such a beautiful movie. Um so he gets the magic power talking to animals which is fun throughout the film a lot of jokes in there (laughs) a lot of good jokes there and then mirabelle is our hero and of course she's the youngest of of her family and you know her oldest sister isabella is the perfect one she creates these beautiful flowers and and blooms and is just wonderful and praised by all and graceful beautiful and life Mm -hmm. is perfect for her Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's not me. Um, <laughs> and Louisa, who is the middle sister, and she is strong and powerful and takes on all this responsibility. And what was great is we were, we were talking about beforehand what's really fun about the variety of characters is there's someone everyone can I- identify with. Yeah. And you were saying you you uh, identified with Louisa as, as like the strong one. Yeah, and as we get further into everything, like um, as we get further into the story, you learn that Louisa, even though she's strong, she's very pr- proud of her gift and mm-hmm. all these other things that she, even though she feels like she has to be strong emotionally, too, that she mm-hmm. can't show any signs of weakness or, you know, she'll be, you know. And the worry crushed. that she's not enough still. Yeah, that she's not going to be strong enough in the future and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for guys, too, especially men, right? like mm-hmm. you'll be able like I know she's a girl, but you'll be able to relate to her a lot, mm-hmm. too, because. You're born into this type of world where showing emotion, mm-hmm. any kind of sad emotion, is you know negatively looked upon. Mm-hmm. So, as and it l- comes from the grandmother. She wants to protect the gifts so much that it's she, so much pressure on them all. Yeah, she's the grandma. We, you know, we're gonna talk about the grandma. Let's just be real that mm-hmm. the grandma. She's very much the one that pushes, puts the pressure on the family to mm-hmm. use these powers. And when something goes wrong, she says like, "We're not gonna talk about it." Oh, Everyone, stay in the house. I'm going to go talk to the city. I'm going to take care of it mm-hmm. type of thing. I'm going to avoid this problem. It's not actually happening. La, 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 la. <laughs> and this is this is where the this is where the problem starts to happen is mm-hmm. that um, because you, we notice that the grandma, you, you can tell she still loves Maribel, mm-hmm. but she 
doesn't mm-hmm. want her kind of in the forefront of the family. She, yeah. Mirabelle's not in pictures. She's not invited to go do things with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like love there, but not acceptance there kind yeah. of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you see, yeah, the grandma putting pressure on Isabella, who is going to get married to like the most handsome man in the city. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this has to happen. He's handsome. His family is wonderful. You have to marry this person mm-hmm. and puts, you know, pressure on Louisa, you know. Because Louise has to go do so many things. She's literally <laughs> holding do- a whole herd of donkeys on her and moving houses and, and bridges churches and <laughs> wow and things like that. Mm-hmm. And but and how great is they gave that strength to a female character? <laughs> yeah, and I'm so glad that like we talked in the beginning that Mirabelle's parents so are very like supportive of Mirabelle and are like right? you have a gift. It's just not like everyone else's gift, mm-hmm. but. You know, as a human, you as a gift. Yeah, you might, you hear that. You're like, thanks for that compliment, but I know what the reality of my life and is. It's hard when you're comparing yourself to other people around you, which is I'm so terrible at. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> so you can relate to Mirabelle in so many ways. Oh, so, so you can relate to anyone, especially like Isabella, who has to be perfect. I'm sure there's so many people out there that feel like. You know, we we live on such a social media life where we have to portray our lives as being perfect. Oh my gosh, yes, on yes, social yes, yes, media. Yes where that's not true. Mm-hmm. I love like the analogy where you show just a little part of your counter that's not dirty. Show your like perfect plate of baked cookies. But mm-hmm. if you expand it out, there's a whole mess. Let's see the mess that created this. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's I love that you can relate to the siblings. See, and I very much related to Maribel from from the start. And um you know, I just wanted to reach out even during the first song and be like, "No, you are special." Like yeah. you, like the way she interacts with the kids in her village, she is awesome the way she embroiders um like the the plush doll and her outfits and things like that was just beautiful and artistic and creative she's always there to support and help each other she like i'm just like girl like i can see your magic from the very start i wish you saw your magic and i think that is kind of what's really nice about it is as she progresses through the story she's able to discover more about herself and yeah and feel more part of her family even though she might not have the same miracle or blessing that they that they have um uh, which was just beautiful and wonderful yeah i mean antonia reached out to her he didn't reach out to anyone else when Mm -hmm. he was nervous right and she knew where he was and aunt aunt knows (laughs) yeah (laughs) answer the best what did you think of the actual journey she went on because you know someone pointed out this is the first basic disney journey where like they never really left the house yeah she goes down into the village a couple of times but like the journey was within her home, which was very symbolic. Like, I, I loved very, that. I never, I didn't even, like, catch on to that. But that mm-hmm. is interesting that, you know, because you have to understand these rooms are not just, like, mm-hmm. a normal bedroom. Like, you go into these rooms and there are different worlds. Mm-hmm. And they're worlds that are catered to your power. Mm-hmm. So, Antonia, Antonia um, has lots of animals in his room. And Isabella has lots of flowers in her room. Mm-hmm. Um and when you go, when she gets into Bruno's room, mm-hmm. which has been locked up and all dark, yeah, what it's is a desert? It's a desert and it's huge and this big chamber and time symbolism and stairs going on forever. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, it's interesting that it's all in her house. But you know, she goes in to find out that she's part of a prophecy mm-hmm. that um, Bruno foresaw, and to protect her, mm-hmm. he never brought it up he broke it and he left because yeah you know because everyone had been interpreting his prophecies as as always negative it's like people would find the negative in the prophecies instead of oh there's gonna be rain on my wedding day let's let's be careful and you know have um umbrellas ready you know yeah <laughs> they always interpreted his, his as negative and uh prophecy happened the night that Mirabel 
that Maribel didn't get her her powers. Yeah. Um. So that's literally what she goes and she finds it. I loved the actual symbolism of having like a was like a not piece of glass, but like a stone tablet with it carved in it. Yeah. And how you're able to shift it back and forth. And when you see Maribel and the house is broken behind her and you shift it the other way a bit and behind her, the house is healed behind her. Um. And you're not sure which way the prophecy is going to go. Not which yeah. way the prophecy is going to go. Uh, so I thought that that symbolism was was beautiful, how she was able to to go in there and find that and bring it out and show it to her family. And then the family just ignores it. We're not going to talk about that. No. I know. We're, We're going to talk about Bruno. Th- this is all about Isabella's, you know, um, proposal. Yes. Don't talk about it. Yes. And, of course, uh, Dolores overheard everything. Oh, of course she and is. Maribel knows knows that Louisa knows something because we start to learn that Louisa is feels like she's losing her strength mm-hmm. and that's what's putting the pressure on her. Mm-hmm. Eye twitching. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know something. Oh, that song. So what was that song called? I got to find it on here. Pressure. Surface pressure. Is that right? Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. So surface pressure. And that was like the first song that really stood out more musical video to me in, in the film. And it was beautiful and powerful and strong. And like it was the first time. Mirabel got a deeper peek into beyond the facade of, of her family, of like the Instagram person that you, you as I cover the mic, the Instagram <laughs> person that you kind of put a front to the world. She's yeah. able to dig deep and, and see really behind what her sister is actually feeling there, the pressure um, that she is feeling. It always oh, beautiful. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And the part, the fact that, you know, she was able to tell Mirabel, which, you know, is a gift that Mirabel should be able to recognize in herself that. Mm-hmm. Her sister was able to. They were people tell her things like mm-hmm. Isabella. Even though she like bottled it up for a while, she's able to get that out. She had that empathy, of Isabella. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Isabella was able to tell her like, I don't want to marry this person. Like it's it's oh, pressure yeah. on me to marry mm-hmm. this guy, and I don't want to. Where Dolores really wants to marry this. Yeah, she wants person. to get to know him. <laughs> yeah, we find that out in the Bruno song, but which is so true. I think that's an interest. Another pressure that I just think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and even the symbolism of so strength pressure, like actually weighing down on you, and the pressure that Isabella had to to be perfect and yeah. to create only beautiful things and to be only beautiful. Oh, and when she creates the cactus, oh, the I sharp, know, <laughs> that she, was beautiful. And it's so funny that, <laughs> and that's another like amazing part of that song is because Isabella's been so constricted and having to be perfect all the time. She didn't mm-hmm. realize how much she could actually do right? until she admitted that she. <laughs> wanted a different life and then of course um when the song's the even what was like, can I do? yeah she's like <laughs> this is when it gets sketchy is when um mirabelle confronts her grandma mm-hmm. and tells her you know what you're putting too much pressure mm-hmm. on louisa and isabella have told me these things you're putting too much pressure on them you need to back off and that is where the climax of the movie happens right and and it's literally like the family is falling apart under pressure and the house is falling apart under pressure. And these cracks that had kind of been ignored except for uh, except for Mirabel, who had actually seen them, are now really being seen by the rest of the family and starting to, to kind of fall apart. Um, and I, I just love the idea of, of that um, pressure being shown. And the fact that. Bruno is like behind the walls trying to fix up these cracks. Right? Oh yeah. Cuz he's he's noticing that what's happening and he know and he cuz he's not he's not part of the family. Mm-hmm. So those cracks are happening cuz uh, there is actually a whole song where they t- say that we don't talk about Uncle Bruno. Mm-hmm. And um which how many families do we have that one person, that one topic, that one situation that we just don't talk about. <laughs> and they don't talk about him because he's not the perfect 
mm-hmm. member of the family, mm-hmm. which is just awful. Um, so the house starts falling apart. The candle uh, breaks. The house crumbles. Mm-hmm. And it's all put blamed on Mirabelle. Uh, which just breaks my heart. She was the only one trying to do something about this. Yeah. The only one able, and not able, but willing to see that there was a problem and that danger was happening and not just ignoring it. And it it falls apart. Um, the foundation of the ugh. house literally crumbles. 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 And I'm glad that, because there's a part of you in the movie, because you're like, oh, it's a Disney movie. The house isn't going to fall. The family is going to get reunited and the house will never fall. But it does. But it does. It gets completely destroyed. You ignore problems long enough, it's going to fall apart. Yep. Do you want to go ahead and take a break here? And when we come back, we can talk about the kind of conclusion of the film and, and go into the the symbolism and, and how we felt about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're back in the family, uh, in Encanto, the Maribel family, not Maribel, the Madrigal family, Maribel's our, our lead, um, is in peril. The house has fallen apart. It's just so sad and heartbreaking. They're blaming her and, you know, she took off. No one has powers anymore. No one has powers anymore. Your gifts are gone. What are you going to do when you think when your whole personality is based on that one attribute? And the grandma's telling Maribel our miracle mm-hmm. is gone because of you. Mm-hmm. And what she, you know, and I, I love that Maribel stands up to her grandmother at that point, you know, and it's it's kind of sad and heartbreaking because the intent wasn't what Maribel thought. Alma's intent wasn't what Maribel thought. And she's like, no, it's just you. You're the one who is who is breaking apart the family. Oh, we are broken because of not because of me, but because of you. Oh, how do we move forward? <laughs> <laughs> they go back to where it starts. So yeah. Maribel takes off. And she goes running. She she's running. She feels like this was her fault. Mm-hmm. Why does she belong in this family now? Mm-hmm. So she takes off to a river, and the family's searching for her. They're yeah, searching for her, and the city's searching for her mm-hmm. because they recognize her gift and they recognize that she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And who finds her? But Abuela. Yep. And how ironic, but not ironic. Very <laughs> pointed symbolism. They're back to where it started at yeah. that river where the the grandfather had passed away. So it's beautiful and it's emotional and they're able to talk once more, which is great. I think so many times we (laughs) in our culture, we're told, we'll just hang up on someone, just cut them out of your life. They're toxic. They knew that their family and they came back together and they had a conversation by the river. And Maribel is able to learn more about Alma's story. Alma's loosens up enough to learn more about Maribel's story. And we get a flashback scene that tells a little bit more about Alma's life and losing of Pedro. And there's this beautiful song that plays, and it is called Dos Regutas. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm massacring your language. I speak German, so don't ask me to pronounce I I took two years of German, and I can't say anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, I had to look it up because the song is totally in Spanish, and you get the flashback of, of... you know, them, them meeting in this Colombian town a little bit different, a little bit more city and falling in love, having the kids and then having to leave the comfort of their home with just each other and, and the kids and leading like a whole group that left yeah. um, before the father being killed. And the song is Dos 
agoritas, <laughs> which um, translates to two little caterpillars, um, which is beautiful. You see butterflies throughout the film. There's definitely symbolism yep. in there. You see it in some of the future visions and things like that. You see it on the river. Um, and uh, I looked up the symbolism of butterflies in Colombian culture. And first of all, do you know what is the world's has the world's largest variety of butterflies there. I'm not surprised. If it's anything like the movie looks like, there should be a lot of butterflies A lot there. of beautiful, colorful butterflies. Yeah. Uh, but some of the symbol- symbolism of butterflies, you know, black or brown ones are like bad luck and it's, it's very hard and scary. Uh, but yellow butterflies symbolize hope. And it's really the yellow you see a lot in the film. Oh, yeah, you do. Right? Yeah. It's the yellow one down by the river. It's the yellow one in the in that Her. burst from, from the house and everything. So these two little caterpillars trying to find a home, they, they're able to just have uh, this, this butterfly, this, this hope. They grew into something more hopeful even though they were small and weak. And their family grew into something hopeful. The town grew into something hopeful. The, the house was literally something magical um, and being able to come back together with that. And I loved that moment because it wasn't just, see, Grandma, you were wrong. Yeah. But it was – I'm understanding why you – put so much pressure on mm-hmm. us and all these other type of things. Mm-hmm. And she had just forgotten that the miracle wasn't the miracles. The miracles are family. And you were talking a little bit about that earlier. Do you want to oh, go gosh. into that? Yeah. No, that, that's Ooh. the part that made me miss the ad because I was like, oh, okay, this is the thing. Because, yeah, when you're a parent, like sometimes you get lost in, you know, like, ugh, like right now, you know, my son has to constantly be healthy. He just started walking mm-hmm. so he doesn't understand that. We can be like you can like you can you can this. transport yourself places now. So he constantly wants to be held. Like last, I probably got four hours of sleep last night because he was just crying all night because he mm-hmm. wanted to be held to sleep. But we're mm-hmm. trying to teach him that he yeah. needs to do some self comfort there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's moments where you, as a parent, you also feel pressured because you know. I don't, I'm just going to be open and honest just about be being. Honest. A, I'm be honest and be open and honest about being a parent is that you do want your kids to be like the best, mm-hmm. and you do like every time my little girl like excels in school, I'm like yes, like when and that's you see you. gifts in them that they don't see. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely see that, and same with like. Um, our little boy, like, there was a part of me was like, oh, you didn't start walking till after you were one. Uh, like, <laughs> you're supposed to be like this amazing little boy that walks at eight months old. And mm-hmm. same with my little girl. She's very shy, but I'm always like, I wish she was more social. I mm-hmm. wish she was this way. And there's this always that part of you that wants to put pressure on your kids to excel to, you know, it's not bad to put pressure on your kids to excel, but mm-hmm. sometimes there's unnecessary pressure. Mm-hmm. That's just not part of their, you know, data Mm-hmm. inside them that is going to um, be everything that you want them to be, mm-hmm. that you just have to accept that there's going to be parts of them that you're not going to totally understand that you wish were different. But the whole symbolism of seeing them as a miracle, that's like the whole purpose mm-hmm. of um, being a parent is recognizing that your kids are the miracle in your life. Like you As don't, they are, as they are and as they can become. <laughs> yeah. You don't think about that a lot. You think about the day they're born. The day they're born, like, oh, my gosh, this is a miracle. But sometimes that gets kind of caught away. It's every day. Yeah. Even, and as Alma showed, is even the magic got every day to her, you know? Yeah. And so her coming to realize, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the, those miracle of the p- magic powers that were the blessing, the magic house that was the blessing. But it was the magic that she has a family and then yeah. was able to continue. And what I thought was so beautiful there is Disney didn't take that mo- that moment to like, and then everything's restored. Yeah. They they hugged. <laughs> yeah. 
Uncle Bruno came out, and the family hadn't seen Uncle Bruno by that point yet. Yeah, um, he found them. He found them. He came back. Um, they embraced by the river. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're able to go back to the crumpled foundation and, and torn apart house, and everyone rejoices. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but it wasn't rebuilt from their miracles, no. their gifts. It was built because of the city that they had helped. And everyone embraces each other. Like yeah. the, the, the the brothers and the siblings and, and the cousins are all excited to see the uncle. They're excited to welcome back Mirabelle. And they start working and here comes the townsfolk. And you literally think it's going to be like pitchforks and they're going to be angry because the magic doesn't bless the town. They are ready to work. Those pitchforks, those hammers – they are ready to help build. They don't back have those the magical gifts, but they have the gifts that they have. And mm-hmm. now that the family doesn't have gifts to focus on, mm-hmm. so like when they see Bruno, they don't see him for his gifts. They see him. That's my uncle, and I loved him mm-hmm. before all this happened, and I'm so happy to see him again. <laughs> and as the weird aunt, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, where the family had been the one blessing the village, now the village is the one blessing the family. Yeah, they're able to rebuild. Uh, they're able to to work there. Those little annoying semi narrator kids are back, which <laughs> one flaw. I love. I just I think they're fun to have in there because they're the. They're the connecting. It's nice episode. to have kids that are just open, honest about questions. Like Maribel, why don't you have a? Why gift? don't you have a power? I think your gift is being delusional. Um, <laughs> but they're able to come back together and build it. And when Maribel, so so part of the, the ceremony of getting your blessing when you're eight is when you go to your magic door and you you touch the doorknob and it turns in this beautiful mural and it's like fairy dust and magic and ooh, this is what your power is going to be and. She touches the doorknob of the newly built house, and the magic comes back. They give it to her, and her mm-hmm. it her she can see her reflection in the doorknob, mm-hmm. and then she puts it in. And like That's even so though she doesn't awesome. gain a magical power at that moment, she's now a part of the now a part of the family. She's mm-hmm. a part of the house because this is what she rescued. She rescued the foundation of love mm-hmm. in the house in the and family. And it's rebuilt and brought together, and the candles You're back, and the me hope cry, is back. Dang it. I am literally <laughs> tearing up in here. <laughs> Chills, laughter, <laughs> tears. But like, yeah, we were just talking about. She's the one that put that foundation back mm-hmm. together. Oh, and that love is a miracle. You know, I I really really enjoyed this film. It was it was not what you're gonna. Well, now that we've told you, yeah, you're gonna know what's gonna be expected. But <laughs> yeah. but it's definitely a movie that you need a. It's a fun movie, but it's a better movie if you pay attention to the symbolism mm-hmm. within it and you find. A character that you can put yourself into, and if you and if you let that magic grow, um, you know. And this this might be a little controversial. I'm worried some people are going to be upset because it's a different culture, but it's you know released in English and things like that. And I really hope people can step back from what they are experiencing in life and be able to extend their vision to be able to embrace and. And learn about a different culture, a different family, and see the similarities across nations, across a diverse amount of people that are on this world, and be able to to embrace this this film. I I just loved it. I really, as I was leaving, usually I have a hard time talking to the the uh, representatives from the studio. Yeah, that want to hear your <laughs> review on it. It's <laughs> because yes, uh, when you go to a screening, as soon as you leave, they're like, "How would you feel about it? Did you like it? Can you give us a statement?" Yeah, terrifies me every time. This time I'm like, I loved it. I, I really hope people get to see it and get incorporated into their, their holiday mindset this year of coming together as a family with your differences. 
being able to figure out who you are, to to not have so many secrets, to to embrace each other and to learn more about each other and not just I'm going to present my point of view, but but see behind that that a bit and like ugh, literally rebuild the foundation of the family. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. It was <laughs> That's one of, I think, Pixar and Dizzy does a great job mm-hmm. with all the recent movies that they've been doing. You've learned the Mexican culture. You have the Norwegian culture. You've had the Colombian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had, you know, you have soul. Polynesian culture. You, you have, have soul, more more uh, black America culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, go, like, go, go see this, guys. <laughs> like, it even, you know, I don't have a lot of problems with my family, but mm-hmm. it's still something that it's a lesson you can learn in case these things happen mm-hmm. before these things happen. Uh, so you don't let those family members slip by that need to be loved, that need to be cared for within your family. Definitely. And I love that little kids are going to enjoy this as well as the elders. Um, and the music is vibrant. It's wonderful. I would say go see it as well. It might become one of my favorites. I might need to get a little Maribel figure to put on my desk, I think. <laughs> I want to go see it. Definitely a second time. You always yes. go to the critic screenings going in as a critic, but I want to go in just being a... Mm-hmm. I already got plans. I'm going to visit my sister out in Ohio, and I'm going to go see it with her. <laughs> So and I know we're going to cry, and it's, we'll probably have a good conversation afterwards. <laughs> it's a good Disney crime. I don't think... When was the last time I cried in a Disney movie? I don't... Oh, I cry it, Disney commercials. What are you talking about? <laughs> I cry listening to Disney music in car. I cry listening to Christmas music on my hair. But, <laughs> I th- yeah, I think Frozen 2 was the last Disney movie. No, Soul. Soul was probably oh, the last so Disney good. movie I cried in. I wish that could have been out in the big theaters. <laughs> so many people haven't seen it. You should also watch Soul on Disney+, Plus, guys. Go watch Soul. It, that one also is very symbolic. And it's really for adults more than kids, but it's a really good movie. So I, I think overall I'm going to give this an A. Um, Encanto means both charm and charming, and that is exactly what this film was. It's a vibrant musical uh, poised to bring families together for Thanksgiving. Um, I love the story. I love the music. I love the characters' uh, development and storyline. The infusion of Colombian culture and just most this family message of family togetherness. Uh, I really think this movie delivers. Now, I know you've actually written up your own review. Can you tell people where they can find that? You can find my blog at popknowledge.blogspot.com. And I also have an Instagram page where I post most of my things. It's just under pop underscore knowledge. Great. And I'm going to actually link in our show notes straight to your uh, website and to that review so people can just go boop and find a little bit more about you. Fantastic. Um, anything else we want to cover today before we wrap this up? No. Thank you for having me back. Oh, I, love, I love being in the studio again. It's so nice. It's fun. And she's been <laughs> to join me for a few screenings that we haven't been able to talk about so this has been really fun having you here <laughs> i'm excited for our future screenings this year Woo-hoo. so I'll all right back um and thank you audience thank you for listening to this episode of fan effect uh that's an effect with an e uh we're a ksl news radio podcast beyond sci-fi fantasy gaming and tech we are excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments <laughs> on everything <laughs> pop culture and fandom based in the beautiful beehive state uh, fan effect celebrates utah's unique fan culture and we're excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way i'm your host today kellyanne halverson uh sadly andy wasn't able to join us today um but i want you guys to go ahead and listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com, kslpodcast.com, or on the KSL News Radio app. Um, if you have any fun ideas, local fan culture topics, um, groups, things like that, oh, uh, just let us know. We love celebrating our unique um, fan cultures here in groups. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. I'm doing better. 
actually posting on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and thanks again for listening. We hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.